What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk, and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. Shattered Order Podcast. This is episode 157, and I am your host, Goodnight Punk. And with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What's going on, dude? Uh, sitting here enjoying a delicious Dos Equis. Ready to chat about some <laughs> swaga. I almost missed the show. I'm tr- I still don't have my kitchen operational. Um, I'm still working on my countertops. Mm-hmm. I- had some epoxy stuff I had to fix. So now I'm having to sand the epoxy smooth. And so that's what I was doing before the show. And I looked at my clock and it was like 940. I was like, oh, crap. You know, I got to get in the shower and all this stuff. So barely made it to the show on time. But I'm here. <laughs> we are here. We are. We did make it just about on time. So yep. that's okay. We're good. Nor- normal uh, setup and trial and error as usual but we are here so i you know what i'm gonna start off with something that nobody wants to hear about but i want to hear from you so i'm curious well how do you feel about the chris paul led thunder i mean go rockets (laughs) like i yeah man it's now the uh, the Thunder South. I don't really have much to say. I don't have a problem with the Rockets. Yeah. I like the heck out of James Harden. I'm a Russ fan, obviously. It's, I mean, it sucks, but we weren't winning with him. Uh, Presty pissed the team away when he traded Harden anyway, way back when. And uh, yeah, it, it's whatever. Fortunately, I'm not a huge bass. Like, I'm a huge <laughs> Thunder fan, but I'm not that big of a basketball fan in general like if the green bay packers traded aaron Rodgers, i'd freaking yeah. riot you know so it's a little bit different yeah that makes a little well speaking of football i wanted to throw this out there training camp is starting this week so for everyone that was in the shattered order fantasy football league last year I will be setting that up this week, and uh, for everyone that's in it from last year, I will be sending out emails to make sure that everyone that was in it last year wants to stay in it, and we'll be finding out how many spots we have open. So if you're interested in fantasy football with us, Shattered Order Podcast, and our listeners and the community, uh, let me know on Discord, discord.me slash shattered order. There's a football, our fantasy football channel in there. Hit me up. 
I know that I've got at least five or six people already said they're interested. I think some of them were already in. So uh, we'll see what's going on with uh, how many spots we have and everything else. But if you are interested in that, hit me up. It is a pay league, and it will be a lot of fun. So Hell yeah. Check that out. Definitely. It's a great idea. Hey, I, 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 have wow. a, I have an important question <laughs> before I play the first thing. What have you got in that humongous glass on your desk? Oh, this bad. Yeah, this bad boy. Yeah, that if you listen to this podcast boy. for any amount of time, then you would know that it is Costco <laughs> sangria. And so, we have a Costco good old Kirkland now, special, so man. I need to go up there and get some, and <laughs> um, maybe we can have a sangria party. I want to hear your thoughts. Yes, I know that the. You I know think what? it was Z Splash, maybe that tried it and loved it. I'm going to get it. I'm not sure when, but soon I will get it, and I will not take a sip of it until we are live on this show. Ooh, I like it. That sounds like fun. I've been hyping it up for so long, so that'll be good. <laughs> That's be true. Good. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? I know what I did this week in Swaga. I sucked at Grand Arena. That's why. <laughs> it is not been good. Um, like, and it's it's all it's all my fault. It's all just stupid, stupid mistakes. Um, just really, really egregious, stupid <laughs> mistakes. I, I don't really know what else. I don't have anything else to say. It's just it's a disaster. Um, I. What's funny is everyone who's beat me has Darth Malak. And I have no issue with Darth Malak. I get 55 points every say, single time. I know you time. have counters for that, so. I, I'm, it's just, it's always something stupid. It's, it's I, I, I do something stupid against Night Sisters um, or that... Night Sisters have been my big problem lately. I don't know what my deal is. Um, I I moved a bunch of mods around, so my Imperial Troopers. Since I remodded my Wicket, my mod situation's been just bad, and part of that is my uh, my troopers. They're not in a great position. Um, I would have. So I figured out something really cool this week. The bugs. They pestered the hell out of the Night Sisters, and I I got smoked by this Night Sister team twice. Once with troopers, and I backed out. The second time, I don't remember what I used, but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna let it stand. So they were loaded with turn meter and all this crap, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna take my bugs in and see what happens. Full health, full protection, everyone, cakewalk. Um So I think the bugs are gonna be my new Night Sister crushing team. It can go south because of all the stuns, but it's I, pretty good. I have a question for you regarding your strategy. What do you do with the, the Sith Triumvirate? Sith Triumvirate, I keep them as... So, I th this is part of my problem. I'm needing, I need to change my strategy because you may have noticed what I'm doing is not working. So, um, my... Triumvirate, I typically use against like a bounty hunter team 
or something like that and just use the three of them and take it out. Uh, okay, because I was going to say that is exactly what I do against Night Sisters. Just and even if they have nests, it works. Just use those three. That's what I've started doing in okay. every... I've fought about four teams now that way and won every one. Now, it's, not, you, it's an undersized team, so I'm usually getting 50, not, 58 to 59 points. And never, it's never been like full gotcha. health protection on them, yeah. but it's definitely an easy win. So, Okay. Uh, that, is, that would be my advice if you, are, if you have a better boss counter because the Night Sisters, the tournament just eats them up. Well, here's what I need to do. I need to go back to using RJT against Bounty Hunters because she's great against Bounty Hunters and she sucks against everything else for me lately. Like, every time I use her, I lose. Um, so, it's one of these really weird situations that I'm just <laughs> having serious roster management issues more than anything. Like, my defenses have been doing really well. Um, I've been getting defense and I'm in a position to win. I just... I mean, I, 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 I fold like Matt Stafford in Lambo. It's, um, I'm just having hell delivering the goods and, uh, that, this, 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 uh, example does not apply. You <laughs> won the last two years, my friend, Whatever. sir. Whatever. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, this last this last grand arena, I it was just stupid. I I built another Jedi team using Bastelshan lead, and I'm doing all these changes, not realizing the consequences of these changes. For example, like I said, that Bastelshan team that I've been putting on defense because I needed a use for Ezra and Qui Gon Jinn and Old Ben. Using them on defense under Bastel Sean's really good. I like it, and it got me a defend. So that was great. The problem comes in when I have my Jedi Knight Revan with Grandmaster Yoda, Hermit Yoda, and uh, Joe Lee, but I don't have any other Jedi that are worth a crap, and I got to take down like a Gear 13 totally you know, damn near completely max Separatist droid team, it creates a problem, and, like, my four Jedi lost to it, so that put me behind the eight ball, and then I didn't have anything to clear his Jedi Knight Revan team, and I don't know. I... I need to scrap everything, all of my strategy, and kind of change things up because it's not working. My score right now is 9,569. Not very good. Um, I should be doing way better, I feel like, but whatever. What about you? Uh, that young came out of nowhere. What about you? How, how are you doing in Grand Arena? Better than me, obviously, but uh, how are you doing? <laughs> I have been, actually. Surprisingly, that's why I was curious last week about the with the whole thousand points not being awarded thing. If you were missing it or you had it, because I saw that I was ahead of you, so I didn't expect that. But uh, yeah, I'm at I'm at ten thousand two hundred twelve score, and I'm two and two. And it's funny because the two losses I've had have been less than twenty points. So 
both of them have been full clears. All four of my matches were full clears for me, but two of them were losses because I just wasn't as efficient as the other guy. Um, but basically, I've been running a you know pretty crap defense and going all offense to just to see if I can be more efficient. And uh, sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Obviously, but uh, sounds like it's I about fifty teams I've been using. Yeah, it's about fifty-fifty. Yes, yeah, so, but the uh, like the best teams I'm using this week for defense are my Ewoks and uh, Night Sisters, and that's that's pretty much the gist of it. I have Old Republic on there too, yeah. but my really bad modded bounty or really bad geared bounty hunters are in there. My really really bad Phoenix team, uh, my First Order team, which is only like half gear twelve and the rest gear eleven, and not even like. Kylo Ren in there. He's still gear eight and not even geared. So weird defense teams for me. Um, but it's been working out all right. And I used to have my gear 13 GG and droids on defense, but then I got a feat that said I needed to use separatists to defeat the uh, get wins. So I took them off defense this week to try to finish that feat because I think it was like 250 points. So I wanted to finish it. So I have a really bad defense. But I have a lot of offense, so yeah. it's been going pretty good for me. Nice. So I think, and it was weird today. I looked at my defense because this guy could not get through my Night Sisters or my old Republic team, and my old Republic team had six defenses, and I was so confused until about an hour later when I went in to do my offense and realized that it had auto set his defense. So he was pretty much working with his worst characters in the game. Not and he good. took out two of my teams, so I was kind of surprised. Wow. Nice. <laughs> and he took That's out my bad. Ewoks on one shot. So I don't know what he used to take out of my fully wow. dated gear 12 Ewok team out of his scraps, but Oof. good on you, man. Yeah. Okay. So, Not bad. Yeah. I'm at I'm Bronzeum League, but I need about a thousand. If I got one more win in that time, I would have gotten to the chromium league so had i won this hopefully last with time a win i'd this be week, chromium i will be yeah so there you go it's uh it's looking pretty good doing pretty well so far and that's only four matches out of the what 16 uh, so no it's 12 four out of the 12 matches so far so oh yeah, yeah, yeah feeling yeah. pretty good feeling pretty good i keep forgetting it's only four weeks instead of five oh the rest of your week um yeah that fifth week review (laughs) yeah so um all right i am 38 shards away from a seven star genos and brood alpha who i damn it will immediately take to gear 12 i like that guy i am 80 (laughs) away on a seven star b1 Zetas. Should I Zeta be one? I'm seriously considering yep. it. You think so? Um, yes. Totally worth In it. In GOTB, if you don't have a Zeta, he's going to be dead, like, within yep. a, a, a tier and a half. I'll probably like, go ahead and Zeta that, just because it does have yeah. really good ROI as far as great in Grand Arena. It's great in uh, the territory battle, so it's prob- uh, I'll probably do that. Um, yeah, because if we... If- because just, just Grievous alone will take him down, but if people are hitting him, then it's even worse, and he goes down real quick. And if you only have 50 stacks instead of 
if you start with 50 instead of the 100, it, it, it'll get airy really quick. So, All right. I just did it. Yeah. That's the two, only one I don't have Two weeks have in a row, I've done team. a Zeta on the show. <laughs> so you don't have to think about it later and yep. double check yourself. Mm-hmm. The only one I don't even have Zeta on that team is, uh, is MagnaGuard. I don't oh. just don't feel his is worth it, but everyone else is... Yeah. Everyone else is Zeta. Nice. I because, like I mean, like, let me read to you what his is. Yeah. I, I, and you I can tell me what, if you believe that. Okay. If no buffs were dispelled, reset the cooldown of this ability, and it's his stunning strike, which is the one that does physical damage and dispel all buffs on the target, then stun them for one turn. If no buffs were dispelled, reset the cooldown on this ability. That's the Zeta part. It's only a three-turn cooldown anyway, and it doesn't do a massive amount of damage either way, so... Well, yeah. Like, yeah, that doesn't sound worth it. Um, okay, so that's fair. It's a luxury, sure. For <laughs> sure. Um, Alright, so today I got Jedi Knight Anakin to gear 13. Um, oh, I mean, <laughs> he trucks people. I am not even kidding. He I'm is... about to say... He is awesome. Um, so that's my third gear 13 character. He's really good. A lot of fun. Um, one of my other gear 13 characters, Daka, who I talked about last week. Uh, damn. Uh, she's kind of awesome. <laughs> uh, in phase two of this territory battle, I took her. I'm pretty sure it was phase two. Um, I took her in and. uh I'm full of yawns tonight. I apologize. All right. So uh, there is a video on our YouTube channel, youtube.com's. I, I don't remember what the total URL is. Just look shattered order. Um, but I got her stacked up in phase four. It was against shock T and clones. She was stacked up over 550,000 health. Like shock, shock T would hit her for 40,000. And I'm like, did it move her health bar? I'm not sure. I'm not sure there are enough pixels for the game to relay that to me. Um, it was freaking nasty, man. Like, yeah, that's. And, and what's awesome <laughs> is with that mother thousand yep, lead. Bad. You know, whenever people die, anytime there's a basic, they revive. So she can stack up the uh, stack up the health really, really quickly. It's super awesome. Uh, she she's fantastic. I love Night Sisters. Um, th- there was a cool post on Reddit that was talking about uh, what you know what territories you should or should not use teams in based on you know say like the uh, the elite fives, which will keep Night Sisters from reviving, is only in like a certain phase. It'll be like in the middle on one and the south on the other. So if you move your Night Sisters to the opposite ones, you should pretty much be fine. So. Um, Don't worry about them. Yeah, so pay attention to that stuff. Uh, Last week we talked about... uh, I mentioned that I thought Death Trooper could be really good with Emperor Palpatine. So I ran a team uh, today in Phase 3 that was Emperor Palpatine, Darth Nihilus, Bastille, Sean Fallen, Range Trooper, and Death Trooper. The match opened up. And Emperor Palpatine got totally smoked, gone bye-bye before I ever took a move. Um, And they started smashing (laughs) other people. And I'm like, no, this is horrendous. Um, 
And then the team started going, and I just trucked through the whole thing like, like it was nobody's business. Range Trooper and Death Trooper together. I, I, I went four for four, and it was actually ended up being pretty easy. They synergize together because of them assisting each other. They have the counters because of Range Trooper. They have the protection up, uh, which is really great with Emperor Palpatine's leader bonus. Then, you know, when we're talking about Death Trooper that counterattacks, that inflicts days or stun. And what's better against characters that have like 200,000 health than Death Mark? Um, put Death Mark and you counter, <laughs> you know who you counter? You counter Death Mark and they go bye bye. It is freaking fantastic. That team was way more fun than I ever expected. Um, prop like. <laughs> I haven't even used Darth Revan in any of these combat missions yet. Uh, I've just been going with the Emperor Palpatine team, and it's so good. I love Basil Sean Fallen. I have, I don't have any concerns about being able to go pretty much four for four. Uh, phase four is, you know, iffy. Uh, I went through for four last time with Emperor Palpatine, Basil Sean. I'll see how I do next or tomorrow, but. I mean, it's it's freaking great. I, I'm re ready to see how it does because I think that team is super kick-ass. It is a lot of fun. Um, so, nice. the, the last thing that I have here is uh, Zeta. So, I, I just did B1, obviously. So, I have 60 more Zeta mats, and I don't know what to do with them. Um, I'm kind of saving for Malak. I'm kind of saving in case... Some of the old Republic characters need them to get Malak. But I, I'm I'm kind of having Zeta management issues because I've I've been hoarding for so long. Like I haven't spent any Zetas on anything in a while. Um just really haven't had the need to. So uh well I guess the the most recent ones B one which I just did DACA, which I did last week and then before that was Brood Alpha, and so I'm slowly doing a character every now and then, but I'm trying to figure out what Zetas may give me the best ROI for GAC and the territory battle because I you know I kind of hate going all in on something that can be one or the other like. My, my arena team's one thing. Like, I don't mind going Gear 13 or Zetas on an arena team, obviously, but they're kind of finished at this point. But whatever Zeta I do next, I want to make sure that it's going to help in multiple places. Um, and that's why I did Daka. Daka, that Night Sister team is great in Grand Arena. I love it. But, um, I mean, I could do Droideka. That, that would help General Grievous, which is good. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out what if I should just keep saving I I don't know. I assume you have B2s from the Padme event, right? Assuming I have what? B2 Zeta from the Padme event? Yes, I've got B2 Zeta. Uh yeah, that's a great Zeta. Okay. Too. But you hadn't mentioned it, I assumed you had it. Another one that's worth mentioning, and I don't know how far the ROI goes in other areas of the game, and I don't have it only because my Count Dooku is gear seven, 
and he's on the, my gear list, but I haven't gotten him yet. But that Dooku's data is really good for the GOTB. What is Dooku's data? Because um, I, I don't even remember. That's It says it's plus 15% damage and recover 15% protection and gain crit hit immunity for one turn when attacking out of turn, which he does all the time. Oh, so every time he attacks out of turn, he gets 15% protection. And with that B2 battle droid, you can always call so, him in and recover. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a really good Zeta, especially for the the mission with uh, that's just him and Asajj. Yep, that one can that that can will you to four for four, basically. Mm-hmm. So that is a good option for people out there that are looking, and uh, just pointing that one out to you. I so. you know what it, that might be one that I seriously considered doing before the next TB. Um, Maybe not doing it now, but doing it whenever the next TB gets closer. Um, just because it would mm. be a little bit of a waste right now, I think. But uh, hmm, not a bad idea. I, I have it on my alt, and I use it under... I have a really bad Sith... Uh, Maul-led Sith team of all the leftovers with him oh, in it. Yeah. So it's Maul, Zeta Savage... Uh, Zeta Dooku, and I can't remember who the last two I put in there in there are, but uh, I think it's Sidious and someone else. But that one, you know, we're throwing in Maul, a Zeta Dooku, and Zeta Savage on one team, no matter who the other two are, is always going to cause people to think because you know how annoying Zeta Savage is, especially under a Maul. Oh so if you did to get that Zeta, it might be a decent. Uh, Back backline team for you to save some more for offense. Yep, as an idea. Nice. So it might be worth more than just GOTB, but yeah, who knows? I like it. Um, cool, cool. So, so, uh, what else in your week of Swaga? Do you have? Uh, not too much actually. I just been, I just got bugs, man. But the problem is, I've reached a, I've reached a wall. Both Brood Alpha and and Sunfuck need a droid caller. And it has been a week, and we have gotten no droid callers. And even in the stores, I have got at maybe, I've gotten maybe ten salvage in this this week from stores. Dude, that's so, one of the most valuable pieces now. It's so weird because this gear thirteen, like every piece requires these droid callers. It's those things are. Yeah, so and you, I just have now. not gotten them at all. It's annoying. So I'm still I'm I'm gearing Sunfuck. I'm gearing. Um, Oh, I didn't put this in there. I got Poggle to gear 12 this week as well. So Poggle's done. Nice. Um, Poggle's done. Newt Gunray is a... What is he missing? Oh, he's missing a stun cut, or stun gun. A Mark V stun gun to be gear 12. So he's almost done. But uh, I'm working on the bugs. And right now, Brood Alpha and Sunfock are just... Stalled because of those droid callers. So yeah. I might move to Gene Ocean Spy while I wait for those droid callers. But... Yeah, that's what I've been doing as far as gearing goes. I'm thinking about the Newt Zeta as well. Uh, I really, I'm really 
all in on these stinking separatists. But I like the uh, is whenever a separatist ally inflicts a debuff, they also deal five percent max health damage to the enemy, which can't be evaded. So a lot of debuffs going out with the separatists, especially under geos. So might be this. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking about it, so we'll see. Very nice. Mostly because I'm like you, and I don't know what to spend my Zetas on. I think I have three as well. Uh, well, I haven't put any on Brood Alpha yet, but my Brood Alpha is still only six star or five stars. So I just have not put anything on him yet because I, I have not been farming him super hard just because of uh, the reasons I said last week. Yeah. Uh, last thing, I did, I'm out of fleet farms, man. I The only thing I have left is Sith Fighter, and I've been doing a refresh a week on him only just because I have so much extra fleet energy. So he's at 40 out of 100, and once I finish him, I'm just going to have to start finding gear, which is apparently going to be That's easy to do now. Harder. Now say, well, it's going to be harder for things like gun guns, which is usually where I wind up uh, stuck. I have a pretty good, I have a pretty good stock of gear 12, uh, Gear 12 salvage stuff. So you start spinning it, it yeah. disappears really quick. I'm sure that I, I'm sure that is true. So especially once I start deciding which teams I'm going to take to Gear 13 first, it's gonna that stockpile will disappear quick. But I just I know that I'm going to want to farm some of the lower stuff with it. But I, I guess I'm just going to start going for Gear 12 finishers probably. Or not finishers, but. Uh, I'd be going for the plus. stuff that's gear 13 finisher pieces, you know, just because some of those pieces, like the numbers don't quite line up with the gear 12 plus pieces. So, you know, you could, you, you know, it uses the Sith Triumvirate, right? gives you a proportion of each piece to complete a gear 12 plus piece. But now with the gear, there yeah. Gear 12 finishers, you have those extra pieces, and those extra pieces are pr- what I've been trying to farm, except for furnaces. I need furnaces. Um, I finally got one to Anakin today. Uh, I need two on General Grievous. It just, ugh, they're awful. They're so bad. I hate them. <laughs> that would be nice. Oh, wait, you're talking about Gear 12 stuff, huh? Yeah, what'd <laughs> Sorry, you say? I said too bad they don't take boom boxes, but I was thinking oh, of raid, yeah. or drink or raid gear because that's what I was stu- I'm was i stuck on. Yeah. But uh, That'd be nice. Last thing I did this week. Have you tried the um, Phase 3 Anakin Night Sister team? I haven't. So I did that this week on my alt. And I got it set up. The setup is actually pretty easy. Um, the only problem for me was I must have something geared wrong or mod- uh, because I got about 38% of phase three before my little bit of turn meter and like 20 turns. So some, I think my initiate must have not have a crit chance or uh whatever the stat she needs potency i can't remember i think i i didn't yeah. i went in without remodding the team at all and got 38 percent. so i need to 
play around a little bit because whatever I was doing, she was still gaining turn meter. Nice. Less potency. Yeah, that's probably it because I didn't mess with the speed on any of those characters, and none of them have relative, relatively great. But yeah, I was super. Uh, I tried about probably eight times to get it set up right, and I kept making mistakes because I'd never done it and realizing, oh, well, that was dumb. Like, uh, killing someone with a, killing a lightsaber with a basic, which revives Night Sister Initiate. Like, oh, got to start over now. So, uh. it was fun to do it and just hit, you know, go and watch it go for 38%. So, that was, that was fun. I'm going to have to try and remod Initiate a little more and a few of the others try it again. I know that the, the raid's open right now, so I might try it later tonight if, uh, if we're in phase three, so we'll see. Because it always gets stuck on phase three. So there's always a chance in my guild to do it. So I need to try to do it more often. Very nice. Yeah. I haven't got a chance to try it yet. Um, I just, eh, I don't care. Um, I I did I did do something <laughs> cool in P4, though. I took my Night Sister team in, and I wanted to see how many stacks of Bonds of Weakness I could get up to before things went south. And things never went south for Daka until it basically got to Enrage. At which point, did, did you see the <laughs> screenshot I showed? I don't think so. I, I posted it in Guild Chat, I think. She had 238 stacks of Bonds of Weakness on her. And Daka still just oh, crap. Hang, hanging out. Just, Shrugging everything off. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, oh, that, that, was, that tickled a little. Yeah, it's uh, that, that's that's, hilarious. That Daka Zeta is a lot of fun. I'm, I'm kind of impressed with how much fun it is. So, yeah. Um, How'd you find Killer? Do what? How did how did she finally kill Daka? Healing immunity. Oh, okay. Put healing in oh right, right, right. From So no matter how much max health she gets, none of it's coming back and okay, gotcha. And honestly, I it still took part. it took a little while for it to kill her, but yeah, that was not good. Um, right. Oh well. I thought I always thought it was funny taking Nest into phase four against uh against Treya and just watch her just keep throwing her sabers at Ness and Ness just shrugging it all off yeah. and laughing. A lot of fun. Classic. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and jump into this. Strong with us. This update is Young Padawans. Uh, but before we jump into this Geonosian news, uh, man, what do you think about this ship energy change? Making it almost exactly like regular energy, other than the bonus energy times. Um, the refresh rate's the same, the cost to refresh is the same, um, and they took all the Gear 12 Plus pieces and basically cut the price in half everywhere, making them a total bargain in i mean like shard shop like oh my god that stuff's a great deal at this point mm-hmm. yeah it's it's i don't know man it's crazy i just uh, i'm confused why they didn't do it to cantina too at this point then i guess 
I guess because more people will buy the refreshes on on fleet because the gear 12 stuff's in there. That probably makes the most sense as to why. But like now it's like Cantina's the only one that's 100. And did they change the refresh time? Is it still just as long as Cantina, right? No. Or is it shorter? It's just but like the regular. Energy. The only long one now. Wow. I guess, you know what? That makes sense. You know what I was saying? That I've been refreshing Sith Trooper or Sith uh, Fighter because I keep having so much energy. Now I realize why I have so much of that energy as be- opposed to before. It makes total sense now because I felt like I had more every day. But, yeah, it makes sense. That's, that's pretty cool. Definitely uh, will be nice once I finish off Sith Fighter because I'll have all that energy I can use on. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Definitely. I didn't really thought about it because that's a lot of uh, energy to spend farming that Gear 12 stuff. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of the differences so you kind of have a place to farm for gear 12 stuff now and then you have a place to farm for everything else and then you have cantina which is basically just characters until you get finished with that and then it basically turns into shard shop currency so um i I do like what they're doing there the strategy and i kind of i i suspect that the reason they're doing that is because the um, the Gear 12 finishers, they want more people to be able to get to that point. And so if you make Gear 12 Plus easier to do, I think it entices more people to spend on the Gear 12 finishers. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the other, other thing that was mentioned in chat by Zara... You have unlimited attempts in Cantina, and you don't have to refresh the node. That's another good reason. Yeah, that's a good point. So, understandable. Cool. Gotcha. All right, so let's talk about these reworks. Let's do it. This is crazy. This came out of... We didn't realize this was coming this week, but uh, it dropped right in our laps on, what, Tuesday? The day before the uh, Ackley event became available. Yeah, so the Ackley event that uh, just completely wiped everyone the first time around and no one understood how you were going to be able to beat it. And apparently, from what I've heard, I don't have these guys geared yet to even attempt it, but from what I heard, a lot more people were completing it this time around. So makes complete sense. We were talking about possible Geo rework, and here it is, and it did what it was intended to do. Uh, as far as the Watt Tambor event as well, Um same deal. So, I hear that one's very pretty good. easy too. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Uh, shout out to DJ and our guild Hell for yeah. our one Watt Tambar shard this week. <laughs> yep. We appreciate you. I I will be getting us one uh, next TB for sure. I'm excited about that. Sweet. I mean, that would be a double uh, double as many as we got this time. Hell yeah. So. Nothing wrong with that. Can only go up. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and well, I've sucked at the game lately, so don't count on me beating it. But I will attempt to get this one. Um, Sounds good. Sounds- all right. Poggle the Lesser has had a rework. Um, they renamed his basic ability to Martial Doom, and uh, what they changed was the percent of inflicting ability block. They upped it to eighty percent. And 
it now deals 10% more damage for each debuffed enemy. So, going to be very good in territory battle. Now he could have used the damage increase too. So, might only be 10%, but he needed it. Well, I mean, 10% for each debuff though. Or e oh, each even that makes enemy. it even better. So, if you have six enemies, I mean, it could be a 60% increase. So, yeah. It'll, it'll stack Even up. better. Uh, his first special has been completely renamed. Uh, Poggle dispels all debuffs on all allies and gains 4% turn meter for each debuff dispelled. Grant all Separatist allies offense up for three turns, then call another target ally to assist. I love what they did with this ability. Um, the... Using it as a cleanse along with the offense up. The offense up is not for everybody now. It used to be. Now it is only separatist allies, which is kind of a bummer, but um, he does now have the mass dispel and 4% Termier for each debuff dispelled. So if everybody has three debuffs, you know, like you start getting into some pretty good turn meter gain there. And then. Um, you get to select it. They almost completely they almost completely neutered out his droid synergy. Like they left a little just a little smidge of it left. But he used to be like a droid guy along with yeah. his Geonosians. But now it's like separatists, and then there's like a, a tiny little grain of salt for the, the droids that's left. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Not what it was. No. Um, yeah, so uh very cool. I like the targeting ally thing because you can call in Geonosian soldier who gains turn meter. Good stuff. Um, the leader ability has been completely redone. Separatist allies have plus 30% offense. Droid allies recover 10% health whenever they attack out of turn or damage target locked enemy. You won't be using them for that. Um, so the weird part about this is like the only leader ability. I don't remember what his old one was. But the only leader ability you're gaining for his forced leadership in phase one in the top section is 30% offense, which, you know, 30% offense is cool. But I, I kind of thought when we were talking about reworks that his leader ability would get more than this because yeah. of that forced leadership in phase one. But 30% offense is all you're getting from him on that forced leadership. So that's kind of a bummer, too. I made it to the fourth phase on that thing and got smoked by Anakin. So I actually jacked <laughs> up Poggle's potency super high, hoping I can ability block him next time. Keep him from AoEing and yes. killing everyone? Yes. Yeah. So he's like a nuclear bomb exploding. It's not good. <laughs> okay. You know what I figured out this week that I absolutely despise? Who? Is Shatterpoint from Mace. Oh, yeah. He's like, you're the one where he's like, the next time he hits this guy, he's going to die. Yep. Like, oh, God, please stun him. Do anything you can to mace. Oh, someone's taunting. Goodbye, my friend. Yep. I only knew you for so long. That is not good. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So his unique ability is Poggle. So Poggle has 5% evasion for each other ally with hive mind. Separatist allies without have mind have plus 25% offense and gain an additional 25% offense for each defeated enemy, which is nice. So it gives some stuff if you're not using them in, you know, like a bug raid, but now 
Sorry, go ahead. The hive mind bonus. This is huge. Genos and allies remove 1% turn meter from target enemy whenever they attack out of turn. Which is often. Yeah. So basically going to be 5% turn meter reduction every single time a bug attacks. And, you know, every time a bug attacks, they can call in Geno's soldier, who, you know, every four times that happens now, he will, you know, be, he'll be going and calling in people. This is, like, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I'm digging it. Now, these all say, um, these all make me feel like hive mind is conditional. But I thought hive, everyone got hive mind from the start of battle. Yes, they from did. blood. Okay, so this is always there. Yes. All right. So this is basically you only get you get hive mind as long as he's in the team, right? Or is it the leader slot? Uh, I think it's yeah, wherever he's on the team. All right. So yeah, that's that can be real good then. For yeah, sure. A lot of cool bug stuff going on. It's crazy. And then I was going to say, what I was almost interrupted you to say was, this is where that extra that extra little bit that he doesn't get in his leadership comes in. Uh, and it doesn't he doesn't have to be in leadership to give this, so that's pretty cool. But that uh, uh, Severus allies without hive mind have 25% offense and gain an additional 25% offense for offense for each defeated yeah. ally. So even when he's in that forced leadership role, you're gaining this from his unique. So there is a little bit extra now that's not in his leadership. So there is a good help there for that mission. So for sure. I guess I should have just waited a, a second till we got to the unique. Yep. Good stuff. Um, Absolutely. What do we got next? Geo Soldier. Soldier. All right, so next up, you got Geo Soldier. This dude I thought was good to begin with, but he got changed a little bit. One thing about Geo Soldier that I think is cool, he is like an original character. He's so easy to gear, and there has never been a point in this game in which he was not super good. I mean, he's always been kind of awesome. The first eight months, he was the highest damage dealer yep. before it was hit. Well, the highest damage dealer that you could get. Ray was the highest damage dealer, but she was a Chromium character that you couldn't get. And so then it, Geo Soldier was the one that everyone went to. And now he's on Cantina 1-1, so he was easy to farm. Everybody went for him. He's always been good. So I'm excited to see, or I was excited to see what he got. And uh, yeah. Pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basic aggressive advance. Final text: deal physical damage to target enemy. It no longer has a fifty-five percent chance to gain offense up, but instead will inflict tenacity down for two turns. That's no percentage on that. Basic. That's so all your, unless they evade or they, um, resist. He's inflicting tenacity well, down, tenacity which is down huge. Tenacity cannot be resisted, though. Okay, so unless it's evaded, yep. he's putting tenacity down. And I can tell you this much, in in GOTB, tenacity down is huge, especially in the later phases, because, man, those guys just, they just do not take anything, including plague, 
you know, running um, Palpatine lead is great, but if you're not getting the buffs, it makes it, it kind of neuters the team as far as Terminator goes. So yeah, it's pretty pretty crucial that they added that tenacity down for him, and he and that's outside of GOTB too. Tenacity down is just a great debuff. So it's amazing. I can deal without the offense up. I mentioned that, um, you know, I modded Poggle for potency. I can kind of go away from that because of this. Um, the tenacity down on basic, you know, will make it easier for Poggle to do ability block on some annoying character. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's that's a great help for Poggle. Uh, special one, Swarm. Deal physical damage to target enemy and call a random ally to assist. If the assisting ally is Geonosian, both attackers deal 25% more damage. And the, the hive mind bonus on this is great. Like, I love it. Instead, select the ally who assists. So if you have hive mind on Geonosian soldier, you don't have to randomly pull an assist. You now can pick whoever you want. You need an ability block, pull in Poggle. You know, you what if you need something from the other guys from their basic damage or, you know, whatever they're offering, you get to pick it, and that is a huge help totally. over the random. So, definitely a big nice bonus there from Hive Mind. Can I detour for a second? We always do. Let's do it. This is what I deal with in my life. <laughs> Eldest member of the Beagle Brigade was in here trying to pick something up off the floor. Who the hell knows what? So I've been down <laughs> to see what it is. Do you see this? Might be hard to tell I what it is. I see it, but I don't can't tell what it is. It is part of a turtle shell. A real turtle? Yes. Why <laughs> why they have part of a turtle shell? I don't know. <laughs> Did they find it? Did they kill it? Did they <laughs> dig it out from a, under the building or something and tear the turtle out and destroy the... I, I don't know, but... <laughs> there's something like this every week. <laughs> I remember the... Uh, was it a squirrel or a rat they brought in that one podcast? Yeah, yeah, they brought in, <laughs> yep, squirrel. Uh, I didn't tell you this. This this is a really good story. All right, Sto story time. All right, so <laughs> I moved into the new house almost been two weeks ago. Damn near two weeks to the day, or actually it was 15 days ago, because I remember it was on a Thursday, um, mm -hmm. whenever I was at the old house. I, I, I got home, and the Beagles were acting weird. They were in a good mood, but acting weird. I couldn't figure out what the deal was. So I call the Beagle mm -hmm. Squadron. They come. And the eldest member who found this comes <laughs> walking slowly. And I start paying attention. It looks like she has something in her mouth. So like, what the hell is that? Start looking a little bit closer. It's a leg. A chicken leg. Oh, God. Come to find out, <laughs> apparently, one of the neighbor's chickens got brave, got in the backyard. Mm, and that must have been a fun chase for them. I can, 
I, I wish I could have saw it because I bet Were there that was feathers pretty, all over your backyard. It looked it looked like a chicken exploded due to the amount of feathers. It was <laughs> freaking crazy. Like, I mean, I haven't seen. I'm pretty sure every feather that was on that chicken was in the yard. Like, there there was definitely a battle. There's no doubt about that. And I, I was noticing a couple of beagles. They had sores on their face. I think it was from the chicken trying to defend itself is what I assume. I don't know, but yeah, they, uh, they had a good fresh they dinner that night. Us, but, uh, yeah. Oh, it, that's crazy. Yeah. So everybody likes chicken. That's true. Especially <laughs> fresh chicken. I mean, hard to beat some fresh chicken. Oh yeah. Fresh is the best. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, Unique hive tactics. Genosha's allies have plus fifteen percent crit tan- chance. Yeah. Genosha's soldier gains twenty five percent turn meter when scoring a crit hit. And the kicker, hive mind bonus. Genosha allies have plus thirty five percent defense penetration. You wanted your Genosians to do more damage. Well, this is one way they're going to do it. Yep. So. You know what's funny is I, I look at these hive mind bonuses, and some of them help the character themselves, like the selecting an ally who assists, but also some of them will uh they act like the uniques on Imperial Trooper teams. Yes. Or as long as they have comparison. hive mind, they're doing this stuff. And now there's not you can't there's five Geonosians right now, so you can't really pick and play like uni, universal troopers. Whoa. <laughs> Imperial troopers, but uh, who knows? That might change eventually. So we'll see. Yeah, it's interesting though. So a couple of really interesting things here is it used to be he used to give himself nine percent. Now he gives all Geonosians fifteen percent, um, or at least I think it was just himself he gave nine percent to previously. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, he used to gain fifty percent turn meter. They cut that down to twenty five, which is fine. But the the, the other thing is. This bonus where all allies get the plus 35% defense penetration. Notice that it's, um, you know, 35% defense penetration. I do believe that that is one of the stats that, so it's not like tenacity or potency where a percentage is just a number that adds or subtracts, but it, because 35% increase the higher the defense penetration that they already have, the bigger benefit that they'll get. So um, that's one of those things that will have, you know, uh, increasing returns whenever you add these, you know, gear 12 pieces that give the additional defense penetration. Gotcha, gotcha. Why don't you tell us about the character you made me gear this week? The character that I made you gear? I do not recall that... putting a gun to your head. I know, but you, you're the one that convinced me. Well, this was not my choice. I'll be I'm honest. like, you know what? I trust my friend, so I'm going to do what he said. I, I like it. I, I don't feel bad about convincing people to do something that I would do, even though most of the things that I do, I shouldn't do. Um, my Carbontes hurt. Let's just say that. <laughs> I, I can imagine. <laughs> I'm glad I did him so long ago. And if you haven't figured it out, we're talking about Sun Fuck. Uh, Sun Fact, Sun. 
I don't know. I call him Fock. Sunfock. Fock. Sunfock. You ever do that with bugs? You're like, uh, oh yeah, they're gonna destroy it. And then like Anakin um does Zoe and I'm like, fuck, he's gone. You know, no, it's, it's really sad. Yeah. Why fuck? Why are you gone? Yeah. Anyway, all right. So uh <laughs> let's jump into these abilities. Uh so his first no, no changes to his basics. So it still does the the recover and the dispel. Amazing basic ability, especially yeah, for character as counters. Never take away the dispel. If the yep. dispel had left, I'd have been like, this is worse. Totally agree. No matter what they would have done to him, if they have taken that away, I would have not have been happy. Um, but his first special ability, Subjugate. It now removes 40% turn meter from target enemy, and it cannot be evaded. Perfectly fine with that. Great changes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Special number two, Spiteful Strike. Uh, they removed the sentence that said, Sunfog recovers 25% of his max health if Target is suffering any negative status effects because that was basically worthless anyway. But you now deal physical damage to Target enemy and stagger them for two turns if Target was already debuffed before this attack, also blind and daze them for two turns. Here's what I like about this more than anything. Stagger means if you hit them again, they lose all their turn meter. What happens when a Genosin uses a special? They flock them. So, I mean, <laughs> this, this is basically a 100% turn meter removal ability that also does Days and Blind. This is awesome. I, I really like this change a lot. Yeah, that's there's a lot going on there, and it's way... Yeah, I a lot of the time on my alt because my alt has them gear all the bugs gear twelve, but on my alt I would skip using this ability. Like it always just felt like it was less effective than totally the basic. Yep. So now it's actually worth using, and I will use it. So hundred percent. Well, I mean, before he recovered twenty percent of his max health if there were buffs, and with this one he would recover twenty five percent. If they were suffering a negative stats effect. So it was like, this, you would probably do better, but there's probably somebody with a buff, and that has better returns anyway, because you're getting rid of the buffs, and you're recovering. I just, yeah, no, this is a fantastic change. I love all of it. Um, totally. Two more changes. Uh, so, with a... Whenever he attacks outside of his turn, he has plus 25% potency now instead of dealing 15% more damage. I... <laughs> I would much rather have the 25% potency because of the turn meter reduction that they now do. Really important. But the Hive Mind bonus... When Sun Fox taunts, he gains defense up, health up, and health steal up for two turns. And other Geonosian allies gain those buffs for two turns whenever he loses taunt. That's a lot of buffs. A, for whenever he taunts, and B, when he loses it. So everyone is getting something at some point based around his taunt. And so, yep. That's cool. Man. 
I just don't, I don't feel like he taunts that often though. I mean, he does he does get taunt off that his special, but three turn cooldown just doesn't seem like he's got taunt up that often for me for some reason. I, I wish he had it more often, but yeah, he's still quite good. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell us about Spy? I'm I'm gonna see what Beagle Squadron wants. That turtle. <laughs> Probably. It's in your house now. All right, so we're going to go. Apparently, I opened Sunfock twice. So give me a second to get the correct. The correct thing here. Uh, all right, so I got to get GeoSpy up. I two two tabs for Sunfock. Loading, loading, loading. Geospy, here he is. All right, for Geospy, he got a, also got an update. So all four Geonosians besides Brood Alpha, obviously, who just got released, got their updates. Geospy. This is what he's looking like. His basic faint. Deal physical damage to target enemy and Geonosian spy gains crit chance up for two turns. So every basic he gets crit chance up for two turns with all of the with all of the assists that these guys are doing. You can pretty much count on crit chance up being on him all the time unless it's dispelled because but he's just going to have crit chance up Pretty much all the time. Dealing 50% less damage. Oh, sorry, I am started reading hive mind. Gains crit chance up for two turns. This ability can't be evaded. So, taunt, or uh, foresight. You need someone to really kill someone? You can now do that with uh, Geospy. And let's say you someone has foresight and you have G and Ocean Soldier ready to go he's still got hive mind you really want to finish someone off before they can get a heal or some protection regen call in geo spy because that foresight won't matter unless he's evaded wait not evaded unless he's or it's a resistance doesn't matter so anyways kill him using geo spy this guy will hit anything with foresight now on his basic it's perfect oh yeah um Let's see here. Silent Strike is special. Deal physical damage to target enemy. If Geonosian Spy is stealth when this ability is used. So now this, this ability goes from him having the him needing the enemy to have a positive status effect to him needing to be stealth. Uh, if they if he is stealth, dispel all status effects on himself and the target and deal 40% more damage for each each effect dispelled this way. This ability also cannot be evaded. So if he is stealth and you need to do some big damage on someone that you have buffs on yourself, which you will as a Geonosian, and the other guy has debuffs or buffs or whatever on them because it's status effects, not buffs or debuffs. So whatever status effects they have, whatever status effects you have, 40% more damage for each effect dispelled on both you and them 
ability can't be evaded. You're going to be doing some great damage. This did great damage before when it was only when they had a positive status effect. But now if he is just as he's stealth, he's doing this and it's. I have not played with this team since the rework, but I can imagine that this damage is or this ability is pretty damaging because it was pretty bad. Not bad, but it was pretty big damage before. So mm-hmm. I'm liking it. And then, then there's a hive mind bonus on it. So inflict evasion down on the target enemy for two turns after all other effects have been dispelled. So once all your effects and all their effects are gone, then you put evasion down on them. So I like it. Uh, yeah. Now there's no need for Bodhi Rook in your Geonosian team because evasion down will be coming from Geonosian Spy. Very nice. Terrible. What, what was that reference? All right, anyway, special two called Illicit Intel. This is a brand new ability. Grant all Separatist allies potency up for two turns and then expose all enemies for two turns. This ability can't be evaded. So here we go again. You're sensing a, you're sensing a theme to Geospy. Uh, you don't see him coming because he's a spy, and so he can't Ooh. be evaded. So, yeah. Uh, also, hive mind bonus reduce silent strikes cooldown by one. So it's four if you don't have hive mind, and it's three if you have hive mind, which uh, is pretty good for all the expose and then nope. getting your team potency up. No, uh, that one stays four turn cooldown. Does the other ability takes the other ability down? Oh, okay. Silent strike, not illicit until. So yeah, it takes silent strike, the big damage ability, from three turn cooldown to two, which is every other turn you're going to be able to use that. So yep. that's that's pretty good. I, I thought it was the I thought it was the second special. Now that I know it's the, the first one, that's even better. It's crazy. Indeed. Very nice, very nice. Unique one, Hive Tactics. Geonosian Spy gains stealth for three turns at the start of each encounter and whenever he scores a critical hit. Okay, so let's go back to his basic real quick. When I said he's going to have crit chance up pretty much all the time because on his basic, he he gives himself crit chance up. So And he gets called in to out of turn all the time, so the crit chance is pretty much always going to be there unless it's dispelled, so he's going to crit a lot, which means he's going to be stealth. A lot, which means he's going to be able to do massive damage with his second special or first special. Perfect, uh, because he was worried. Or you know, how's he going to get stealth? That is exactly how it happens. That crit hit and crit hit jump. So during their turn, whenever a Geonosian ally inflicts a debuff on an enemy, Geonosian spy gains 35% turn meter. Not a small amount considering how many debuffs this team puts out. So your team is going to be gaining, or Geospy is going to be gaining a lot of turn meter from this. And as well, Hive Mind bonus, whenever an enemy is exposed, they lose stealth if they had it. So if he's using his second special illicit intel that exposes all enemies and can't be evaded, if they are stealth, now suddenly you can attack them because they are going to lose that stealth. So that is a, that seems like a very pointed thing that they put in there i know it's going to work well in gotb because there's a lot of people that go stealth and they're some of the more potent annoying characters uh but i'm sure that was intended for other characters as well in pvp and other things so uh very very good rework for geospy i'm 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 
All my geos are my focus right now, so I'm taking them all to gear 12 to focus on that GOTB. Um, but man, these reworks are really good. I am really looking forward to playing with these characters now that I've seen these reworks. Oh my gosh. Oh, we got some... You're rubbing your face, so I assume something happened. You want a story? Well, I do. <laughs> so I'm dog-sitting. Um, my dad's girlfriend's daughter. She has an, a, a mini Aussie, and they are out of town, so I am watching the mini Aussie. And this dog is crazy. I'm not even kidding. Just, it's crazy. <laughs> Keeps barking. Wasn't sure what the hell it was barking at. Finally, I go in there, and it's a frog. Totally terrified of the frog. Won't go anywhere near it. Just stands around barking at it. Hops towards her, runs from it. I'm like, just a frog. This is in your house? Yeah, the frog's in the house. I was sanding the countertops. I was sanding countertops, so it was super dusty, so I opened up some doors and windows to let it air out and let the dust settle. And okay. frog came in. <laughs> gotcha. I, I yeah. sometimes I imagine you living in the deep, deep backwoods where you just don't have doors. Close. <laughs> because very close. All of these animals end up in your house. Yeah. I leave my <laughs> doors open a lot. So awesome. yeah. Yeah. Good times. Um uh so any uh, there's one more thing i want to talk about with geo notions and this rework and we'll talk about that in a second i just wanted to ask you your final thoughts on the reworks of the g notions so one real quick thing that i think is interesting about spy is he has an aoe expose and whenever an enemy's exposed they lose stealth if they had it that's something that could be really useful against a lot of teams um, you know, I, I don't know how well the bugs would be against like General Grievous, for example, with um Magnaguard or you know, any of these teams that do stealth a lot, but this could actually be kind of interesting. I really like that mechanic, very cool. Yeah, for sure. I you're talking about the stealth, that's what you said, right? Yes, because. I was saying that, that that'll work very well for a lot of the more annoying characters in GOTB, but I felt like that was probably targeted at, at some things in PvP where you, with this character, you really want to kill someone, and then they have, they go stealth, they get foresight. Like, this dude has ways to get to your target, and that is very good. He can unstealth people, he goes through foresight, It's it's very good. So... Let's talk about the bad. I mean, a bad, bad depending on where you're sitting, I guess. Yes. So, the I think it was the day of or the day after this rework came out. It was before someone the figured came out. out. It was before it. Yes. Okay. Well, I I know that because we were there were a bunch of people theory crafting on what effect the rework would have against this team. So basically what was happening is you could take Jawas, a full Jawa team, in against the Geonosians. And so by some magical stroke of luck, 
they just destroy the Geonosians because of Jawa Scavenger and his thermal detonators and what they do from his unique. Now, it look it was looking like a bug. The wording in game wasn't saying what it was doing. Basically, anytime anyone would, they would do their mass attack. Uh, it would throw like a, just a crap ton of thermal detonators on the entire team. And over, you know, a couple turns or whatever, once those thermals started going off, it would just eradicate the whole Geonosian team. And it's completely crazy. Uh, CG looked into it, and uh, they changed the wording on Jawa Scavenger. Or they're changing the wording. I don't know if it's gone into the game yet, but they're changing the wording on Jawa Scavenger's unique to this to say, you know what? I'm just going to read it, and then I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. This is what they're changing the wording to. At the end of each turn, Jawa Scavenger has a 50% chance to inflict a thermal detonator on all enemies that used an ability that turn for each time a Jawa ally was attacked that turn. First off, that is probably the worst written sentence I have ever seen in my life. Like... Are you sure? It is so hard. It is. Uh, you, you have okay. kids. Grammatically, uh, maybe not it's so much like being yeah. able to read it, but uh, it's wow. I, I trying to decipher what exactly it completely means is really hard. The first time I read it, my thought was, if they're attacking a Jawa, uh, there's five, five of them attacking, right? So there's five chances on each Geonosian, five 50% chances on each Geonosian to add one thermal detonator. Mm -hmm. So basically, with the best of luck, each Geonosian is going to gain five thermal detonators. Mm -hmm. And so as they take their turns and they do that mass assist stuff to the Jawas, they're going to keep gaining thermals and it's just going to get nasty. That's the way I read it. It's just really hard to get that out of that is that the way it is is that that's the way it works right pretty much yeah yeah so a lot of people were confused on whether this was a bug or the way it was meant the interaction was meant because based on the old wording i think the old wording's still in the game let me find it i want to read it because it is not what was happening um let me see here joe scavenger unique so this is what Jawa Scavenger's unique is in-game now. What I read is what they're changing it to. And now it says at the end of each of his turns, if Jawa Scavenger is stealth, he has an 80%... No, that's not the right one. It's the first one. Line in the sand. Whenever a Jawa ally takes damage, 50% chance to place a thermal detonator on the attacking enemy that will explode after two turns. Whenever Jawa Scavenger scores a critical hit, he gains stealth for three turns. So his old ability made it sound like there could only be one thermal detonator placed on anyone that attacked any Jawa, not five. The way it's worded now is now that they can get five instead of just the one. So okay. people were thought it was a bug because the way it's worded in-game now it was That's one, but it was bug. giving out massive amounts of thermals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bug. <laughs> but I'm surprised that okay, I'm not surprised, and I'll tell you why I'm not surprised. 
I think people are surprised that it wasn't called a bug and is getting changed to what it's supposed to be based on what's in game on the character. And here's why I don't think it's being changed and they're just changing the wording because who has their Jawas maxed out to, for any reason, right? Just the people that were getting crit damage mods previously. Yes, exactly. So mine are all gear 10. And that's, that's as far as I was willing to take them. further than I went. So, yeah, what it seems to me like is, oh, here's a good counter, and the only thing it counters is those Geos, and we can get people to spend gear on the Geos to have a good counter for the, uh, or on the Jawas to have a good counter for Geos. That's why I think it got changed to this wording. Yep. To, to, to say what the bug is actually doing. Yep. So percent agree. I'm okay with that. I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, I don't it's care. it's it's whatever. Uh, uh, the whales are not feeling the same way. They feel as though their investment is instantly not worth it. Yeah. Because whales also have Jawas maxed out, and they're suddenly not a good defense team for the high highest tiers of PvP. So there is that. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think it's funny that out of nowhere, Jawas have a very, very big use. Yes. Because without those Kinda Jawas... came out of nowhere. Yeah, without those, without those Jawas, it's a very interesting team to fight against. Yep. And I see a lot of people talking about, you know, gearing up their Jawas and modding them. This is not a great strategy for Grand Arena because you're probably going to lose everyone, like... You may lose everyone besides Scavenger. Like, it's not going to get you a lot of points. It will get you a win, maybe, but it ain't going to get you a lot of points. And, you know, a really well-geared Bugs team probably is not going to have an issue killing off some Jawas anyway, so. Nope. I agree. I just think it's absolutely crazy. I just think it's absolutely crazy the way this works. Yeah. Whoever whoever came up with that, bravo to you. That is... Really interesting. And I'm glad they're leaving it and not changing it. Yeah. I think it's for good sure. for them. I think it's good for us. It's good for everybody. Which doesn't happen all the time. Absolutely. Cool. Well, uh <laughs> you wanna get into this next thing? Yeah, dude, let's do it. Hey boys, do you have any tips for us? Less experienced players. So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> Q&A time. Very exciting stuff. Um, yeah, it's been a minute since we did yeah, Q&A. Hasn't it has it? been. Yeah, we need to. I love now, Q&A. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I love q and uh, You know what's fun. great? We got two call-in questions. So... That's where we're going to start. We're going to start with the first call-in question. I think we're going to start there. <laughs> if it plays. All right. Oh, wait. Hey, guys. Here's a question for your Q&A. Which characters would you guys farm for the upcoming legendary or journey characters for the new Star Wars movie coming out this December. I want to be prepared, and this is First Order Wookiee signing off. Bye. 
Hmm. This is assuming you don't have all uh, first order and resistance ready to go. I would say this is my answer to this. I think the two hardest right now and the two that I still don't have are Rose and Holdo. So if I were to pick characters that you were going to need for a legendary or journey character, it'd be those two because they're both on hard nodes and people haven't prioritized them, mostly because they don't like them from the movie or in game or whatever. But if I were to pick a character, two characters at least, I would pick those two. All right, so I think there's a few obvious answers. Um, the, you know, you have the, the general resistance and first order characters. You, you need crew. You need Kylo. You need RJT, BB8, R2. Um, could be some three PO stuff going on there. I feel like that stuff's pretty easy to guess. I have a couple ideas that could be interesting though. So. We have ships. We've yet to get a resistance or first order capital ship. We have currently four first order ships. We have the uh, Special Forces TIE Fighter pilot ship, the TIE Fighter, the TIE Silencer, and then Kylo Ren shuttle. And then if you look at resistance ships, we have Ray's Millennium Falcon, Poe's X-Wing, and the Resistance X-Wing. And... This is one of those things that I could definitely see us needing a few ships to maybe go get a capital ship or a dreadnought or something like that. Um, Because I think we're all expecting that we'll get Hux. He could totally come with a capital ship. Wouldn't be surprising at all. And I think they'll make us use some of these ships that we already have that haven't been meta. Pose X-Wing, Resistance X-Wing... Uh, Ray's Falcon. I mean, unless you've been around a while, you probably don't have those ships farmed. Um, I don't even have the Falcon finish. So, I definitely think that uh, looking at those, keeping those in mind is a great way to go. And something else is we know that Emperor Palpatine is going to have an appearance of some sort in the new movie. That could be kind of important for preparing for a legendary event, whether it is, you know, like the final Jedi Ray character or the final Kylo variation that we get or whatever. There could be, you know, the Emperor Palpatine already in game could be really important for getting one of those characters or a new Palpatine or something. So I think I, there's a huge selection of characters that I think most people probably are not thinking about that do have potential for being used in a legendary event for these. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. I honestly really hope that we start seeing more characters more dif- more differentiation in characters i don't want to see a third kylo i don't want to see a third ray i want to see hux i want to see yep. snoke if he comes back you know things things like that that's what i want to see because 
I'm tired of those two, and I would really like to see a way to get some of those guys. Now, if Hux came in with a capital ship and that's what the legendary was, I'd be totally fine with that too, because those first order really need a capital ship, and he would he would be a great one. Even if they just even if they just added the capital ship and renamed first order officer to Hux, because I've always thought that that was Hux anyway. I'd be fine nice. with that too. Nice. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. Um. All right. Any other comments on that question? Nope. Good afternoon, Shattered Order Podcast. Quick toes here. Got a question for your Q and A with. The Grand Arena Championship feats and the rise of some players who maybe don't deserve to be there. What is your thoughts on the current structure of the Grand Arena Championships, the feats, the point totals, and is this the same thing as the old tournaments? Are we going to look for this to go away, be changed, or do you think the current status of it is going to stay the same? Thank you very much. Hmm. What do you think? Um, I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm forcing my own opinion onto his question, and I'm not sure that he's asking the question I'm thinking of. All right, he's hung up now. The <laughs> the I don't know. See, to me, the question is asking things like with feats and them being so important. Like my mind automatically goes to the fact that you can. It still doesn't auto deploy. Like, and so if you get a player that puts one team on defense. You're probably going to win, sure, but you can't make any feed progression. And over the course of four weeks, if you miss, let's say, 500 uh, progression, if you care about leaderboard position, uh, or maybe it's that that's the what keeps you from getting to the next league, that is a big problem for me. And as far as changes needed... That is the biggest change I think that's needed for Grand Arena Championships. That auto deploy needs fixed, like 100%. Now, as far as matchmaking debate goes, which time. I think is another question, what's that? I said debate time. Yeah, you get whatever. We'll the <laughs> matchmaking is another one that is a problem. Not a problem. I feel like people think it's a problem, and it's it's every day. It's a discussion from people when they see their uh, who they're fighting. I think the biggest problem right now with matchmaking maybe not be may not be who you're fighting, the way it's matchmaking, but uh, where you're fighting. Like I feel like you should fight somewhere near where you're on the leaderboard, the people around you on the leaderboard, as well as inside of your division. Like I don't think you should fight outside your division. I uh, I have mixed feelings. Uh, division two players in the NCAA don't play Division one. It's there's a different. It's a different bracket. It's different teams. It's different GP. It's different. They shouldn't be fighting outside your division. It's just the way it is in everything. 
that to me is not a hot button topic. So it, I don't really care either way. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. So. Okay, so. Here's the question, the debate topic, where I think we disagree. Um, they kind of got brought up earlier. They announced the change. This is kind of jumping off the same question. They announced a change to the way that they are doing the auto-deploy. What do you think? I thought they announced a change to the way that they are awarding points. Yes. Yeah, they're not fixing auto deploy. <laughs> they're just giving you points for emptied zones and not giving them points. Yes. So basically, like I said, you're getting the win. I don't have a problem with that. You're getting the win, basically. Okay. But like I said, feats are too important in Grand Arena Championships. And if you're not given the chance to complete them, because you can only fight one team in your Grand Arena match, you're getting screwed. Okay, I like like a, this is kind of my this was my argument for setting one or two teams on defense as a strategy should be a strategy, and I think this is the only way to not say, "Hey, you can't do this strategy." Um, this is about the only solution to that. That's why I'm a fan of this strategy. Right. So if this fixed the strategy aspect, it does not fix the auto deploy problem with feats where feats are important and you're not getting to do them. You have plenty of time to complete feats. You have most, a lot of them are a week long and you have three matchups. If you completely take out yeah. one of those matchups, it's plenty of like I've already talked about with the one, no, like the one that you have to clear a certain amount, 10 zones. The one where you clear 10 zones. If someone sets one defense, there's no way you can do it in a week because you can oh, only clear they, one zone. Are they not one of them. Aren't they giving you the clears on the other ones? Uh, I wouldn't think so because you didn't clear it. Either way, you're not going to get you're not going to get a chance to use your Geonosians to kill 24 teams. You're not going to like, Use them against knights, so you can do it in one battle. Right. Not everyone sets knight sisters on defense, so it, it's it's all do. you. I promise you will face the knight sister over three battles. Look, that's all well and good. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so you're losing the chance at something that everyone, someone else gets because their guy decided not to be lazy about it or because in my opinion, the only people setting one are seeing their matchup and seeing they're not going to win and setting one just to screw with their opponent, which I think is completely garbage because you just want to screw the other guy because you're mad at CG's matchmaking. It makes no sense. You that, need, it needs to auto deploy. That, that I don't disagree with. I still think not saying defense should be a strategy so long as they give you points for it. Because um, the points are, points are the issue. It's not the bad. I will say this. The points. I will say this. For someone like me, 
who does feats casually because I don't feel like the amount of points that I'm getting for them are that big of a deal and I'm not a leaderboard chaser. I'm just chasing the 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 different leagues to get my rewards for the leagues. It doesn't bother me as much. But there are people out there that are chasing that leaderboard and if they are getting screwed on that, they've already they already feel like they're going to be behind and don't even have a, a fair chance to let's say if they're trying to be number 1 in the world. One match like that and they're behind everyone. And so I don't know. It's nice that they did that to eliminate the point aspect to it. It's basically putting a band-aid on a giant cut. <laughs> and it's gonna stop the bleeding for a little while, but it's still bleeding. So fix auto deploy, yeah. please. Um here's another question that's kind of the same. I think this is kind of what he's getting at with this question, and I saw something on Reddit about it. About how you uh, you don't necessarily you don't necessarily face the top people in your division. You face people with similar rosters as you. Is that good or bad? I don't know. I, I mean, it's like, here's the thing. Okay, I'm going to use an example from sports because I'm a sports fan. NCAA tournament. You're not face, number ones don't face each other and 16s face each other. And then at the end, a number one is, fa is facing, you know, a 12 because the ones all faced each other's and the 16s all faced each other. If that makes sense. So if you're at the top of the leaderboard, you're not fighting the top of the leaderboard. You're fighting different parts of the leaderboard, which makes sense to me compared to like a tournament, which is what this is, a championship. It makes sense that they would go all over the place to pull. Yeah. I don't know. I just contradicted my other point about thinking you should fight near your rank. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't I was about to ask I haven't that. really thought about this it's... that much, to be honest. It doesn't I it seems to me. Like I said when we at the beginning in the weekly thing, uh, I have been fighting people that have been right on par with me pretty much every time. The, the losses I've had have been less than 20 points. The wins I've had have been very similar, except for this last one where it was an auto-deploy team. So to me, the matchups are good. Um, so I don't have a problem with it. I agree there. I think the matchmaking is actually quite good. The uh, the new matchmaking, I'm pretty impressed with it. Um, I do feel like it's quite a bit more balanced. Uh... I'll tell you this much. I know that uh, Warrior, in this grand arena he has this week, is fighting a guy that he fought. I think he said this uh, on Twitter? I don't remember, but... Um... Is fighting someone that he fought in last week's Grand Arena. That doesn't make any sense to me. That shouldn't happen. You shouldn't be fighting the same people. That I 100% agree with. Especially in the same Grand Arena tournament. No. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. So that part is weird, and that should be fixed, for sure. You should never have to fight the same person. Especially, because it really sucks when you, you see who you're fighting, and you realize, I lost to that person last week. I didn't lose by much. I have a chance to beat them, but I really would rather face someone else and start fresh. You know, I know what this guy's going to put on defense. 
don't know. Maybe it's an advantage. I don't know. But it shouldn't happen, I don't think. Yeah, I don't really disagree there. Um, it is weird. I'm surprised there's not more points for having defenses because it does. It really... Uh, it, you know what I think would be cool? Actually, no, I don't know if that would work. As I say, if you got points for territories for your territories that did not get cleared. You have to say that again? If you got points for territories of yours that were not cleared, so if they only cleared half your territory, say you get like another 180 points for each territory they didn't clear or something. Um, to help incentivize, you know, more of a defense strategy. Playing more defense? It. Yeah, because... That is something that needs to happen, I think, too, as well, because it doesn't. There's no, there's no incentive for defense, which is why I play offense, yep. offensively, because there's all the feats are offense, you know, and pretty much everything depends on clearing zones and kill, killing this many people with this type of character. There's not anything for like defend, you know, eight zones over a week, yep. you know, hold down a zone eight times, you know, over a week. Things like that. There needs if they added in some feats for defense as well, um, that would be good. And as far as I can tell, all the feats are the same for everyone, so that it wouldn't be a problem. There wouldn't be an RNG issue to it where one guy's getting a lot of defense feats and the other guy's getting offense feats. So, so he's not going to set a bad good defense while you set a good defense and you can't beat his and all that kind of stuff. So, since the feats seem to be all the same for everyone. Adding some defense ones in there would make sense to me. Now, it would totally dictate what each Grand Arena Championship looks like for every person, whereas, like, the first week one was offense, and now we're moving to defense, and I don't know. I don't know if that would be good or bad, but I think there does need to be some incentive for defense. I think there is. I just don't think that it's expressed itself enough yet. I think we'll start to see you know, more reason to put down defense as, as we go along, but, um, only yeah. time will tell for sure. All right. 20 minutes later, we got our first written question. All right. Cool. <laughs> Good questions, guys. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. All right. So let's go to the Q and a in our discord channel. Um, all right, we'll just start at the top and start going down. Sounds good. With all, this is from Sklar4. With all the gear movements and changes to where and what is farmable, what's your F2P strategy for best use energy? Are we at a point where shard farming might get replaced by Chirotech and Gear 12 finisher farming? What do you think? I'm at a place right now do I have so many little hard node farms left that I just do one at a time because the characters I've left I don't really care about that much. Agreed. Like Rose and Holdo, I have Visa's Mar, I think those are three of them. Aurora. <laughs> I still don't have Aurora uh, unlocked. Um yeah, so I only do one at a time, and that leaves me a t- 
ton of energy for gear in general. I don't really use it on Cairo because I just need so much of the other types of gear for characters like Geo's where I was farming them up from gear seven. And so I am at a place where energy to me is regular energy to me is a gear energy. Uh, shards, shards are there at this point for me. This won't be the same for everyone because obviously not everyone is their rosters in the same place, but free to play strategy. If you're going for gear 13, should definitely be those things, especially since I'm sure you have a ton of teams at Gear 12 ready to go to Gear 13. For me, I, I've always been... If you remember back when Gear 12 came out, it took like two months before I ever Gear 12'd anyone because my th big thing was taking all my teams to Gear 11 to have them viable at that point for Territory Wars and then worrying about Gear 12 and a lot of those characters later when the Gear 12 really mattered to certain ones. Um, I'm the same way right now with this, except for certain characters that I would take to gear 13, just because they're that much better. Like I did with general grievous. Uh, I use that energy for, to get all my teams up to gear 12. That's what I'm doing right now, and especially for GOTV. You know, we're a little bit more in game maybe than a lot of people. And, um, as far as energy, I, I mean, I do think there's delicate balance between shards that you need and farming for gear. Just because this gear 13 stuff gives such a significant boost, I do think it's probably fairly important to be at least using some on that to always try to be working on those. Because, I mean, it is. I, I think it's super, super important. Yeah, it's a... Uh... And with the changes to fleet energy, I think that uh, even if you're farming someone shards on that, I still think that that gear can instantly is instantly more valuable to you going towards those gear 12 pieces. Because you're going to do, if you're only doing, let's say it's a character you don't really care about, like me and Sith Fighter. So get your five a day on the Sith Fighter, and then you got 50, 50 crystal refreshes and you can farm those gear 12 finishers 100%. and the gear 12 plus stuff. So, yeah, I, I think, think gear 12 I think fleet energy is definitely moved towards the gear 12 aspect. Uh energy regular energy for me is still on some of those older pieces, but as well as uh as well as Kairos and the finishers. Yeah. So, cool. Yep. Uh, Joker asked if you were able to gear up one team for OKT without a Revan, what would it be? Same question for his uh, heroic Sith Triumvirate raid. Who would you one team? Yep, okay. For heroic Sith, I'd pick the Jedi Knight Anakin and Night Sister team. Let's exclude oh. that one. <laughs> Okay, um, I really like, well, let's say, I'll, I'll give the uh, easy answer is JK, or Jedi Training Ray. But uh, also, I really like the Imbo-led Bounty Hunters team in not, Phase 1. Not Jedi Knight, Re oh, said without a Revan. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, no. I like the Imbo led bounty hunters in Phase One. That's a really fun Wait, team too. No, he said without a Revan for a team, not his. Uh, it's the same question for oh. Sith Tribe. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> so for Sith Tribe raid, I would say I got you. Uh, Jedi training Ray or Imbo led bounty hunters for Phase One. Those are two. The Imbo team is my favorite right now. That one's really fun to do. Um, Heroic AT, I think the easiest there is the the uh, RJ the solo team, right? Yeah, there's a lot of variations of solo teams now. Um, you know, RJT will do the, it with Finn. Do what? RJT, Finn, CLS, C3PO, and uh, who is the fifth one? Wampa will work. There's a fifth one in there. Yeah, so that team is a good one for Hoax Sith Raid. As far as or H, Heroic AT, because I believe that is the four with a fifth for the solo team. Yeah. Uh, JTR BB8 is the other one. Yeah. Oh, it's Han. Han Wampa CLS for fifth already. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So Han CLS uh, Wampa plus JTR BB8 Finn C3PO. That would be the team I would do for Heroic AT. Yeah. That, that'll do it. And I, I'm not not even sure that you need OG Han. Uh, makes Phase One easier, but you could do it without him. Um, but yeah, I like the RJT Finn team because Finn can be pretty nasty. Um, and then uh, for Seth Triumphant Raid, I think I probably go rjt i can get more points with rjt than anything else um night sister would be the next though sounds good to me yeah night sisters are always a good choice depending on whether you're going phase three or phase four you know tossing in talia or uh the (laughs) i always call the shit storm but what death storm phase three death storm (laughs) I mean, phase three is a shitstorm. Can't disagree. Um, that it is. All right, what's our next question? Uh, what's the best droid team combo these days? Does it differ between arena, grand arena, territory war? GOTB team is fairly prescriptive, so not to worry about that format. I think he's asking leftovers. And to be honest, I don't know what you're doing with your leftovers. Like, they don't have a leader, really. Mobot, um, yeah. Uh, you're not going to use HK47 as their leader. IG88 maybe, but most people IG88 might be the best option for a droid leader at Probably. that point. But I don't um, know. I, I don't. I this is a good question that I would like to have answered because I don't. Most of my droids end up unused in every aspect of the game right now because they just. I don't really have a good use for them. Let's see. I think, uh, I mean, obviously the Joan Grievous Separatist team, I think is the best, but some other things that I think are kind of interesting for Grand Arena is like, um, uh, what's her face? L3 and maybe, uh, oh, the Rogue One droid, uh, I don't remember what the Rogue One droid was. But uh, L3 and the Rogue One droid, maybe with like a Vandor Chewie or something, I think there is definitely some droid synergy, but I don't know that's necessarily direct 
Droid Synergy. I think it'll have to be snuck from some other team comp or something in order to make it work. So, L3. L337. Yeah. That's who you were thinking of. No, I, I said. No, K K2SO, sorry. K yeah, K2SO, that's who it is. Yep. Thank you, Grande and Chameleon. Um, yes. K2. Uh, I like that, uh, you know, that ability of L3 where she basically, it's a Revan-like ability where she, you know, saves someone from dying kind of, uh, pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. Let's end this question here. And I want the, this is homework for the listeners community. I want you guys to let us know in discord this week, what you do with your leftover droids. I'm curious what kind of teams you guys use with those guys. Uh, you know, you always got T3 is left over, L3. I mean, L3 usually goes with uh, Kira. But, I mean, there's a lot of good droids in there that just I don't use. So I'm curious what That's you guys true. do with them. So. All right. We got another question here from Wink, the Gear oh. Guard Monarch. It says, why does Wink suck at Grand Arena Championships? Hmm. That's a good I think question. you can answer I, I can't answer that. Oh. I don't know the answer. Oh, I guess that's why you're answering, asking. Yes, I was hoping somebody. Would I can't answer either. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, Madwoz asks, when do you expect the light side GOTB to drop, and who should we be farming to prepare for it? Galactic Republic. Um, here's who you should be farming to prepare for it. I'm gonna list off some characters. All right. Padme, I can guess Padme. Yeah, she's I'll probably amazing. guess Anakin. And then any combination of Kit Fisto, I'm a Gundy, Plo Koon, and Isla Secura. And maybe Shakti. Uh, you missed one. Mace. Yes. That's the big okay. one. He's any kind of those of main a Jedi from the Clone Wars and that are unused are the ones that I would assume we're going to get reworks to be characters kind of like the geos were for this uh any of those older jedi will probably be where maybe even clones at that point yep so mace is kind of a high profile well-known character that's terrible so i do my only worry is that oh i, I see a lot of cup from grande in the uh chat <laughs> <laughs> They made Cup great again. That would again. be really They made funny. Cup great. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be funny. I mean, Hot Soldier, Hot... Uh, hot the... Uh, there was Hot Soldier and Hot Scout. So those were for the original Light Side Territory Battle. So you never know what you're going to get from Light Side GOTB, I guess. So we will see. But that is an interesting question. Uh, if you're not farming Galactic Republic and clones, those are the ones that I would assume. Those are pretty much the only ones that really make sense. Besides maybe Clone Wars Chewie, but he's also Galactic Republic. So there is that. All right. Next question. Uh, I cannot actually answer this question, even though it's about me. So um, we'll wait till Wink gets back and maybe he can answer it. But the question is from R3S6 was innocent. Do you remember what Goodnight Punk's original big, big tip was? And is it still useful today? 
honestly, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Grande. I appreciate you uh, reinforcing my, 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 me. Uh, that that might have came out wrong. Anyways, I don't remember what my last, what the big big tip was. Uh, I will save that question for when Wink gets back, and we'll ask him when he's back. I'll move on. Uh, Mad Woes asks, win, lose, or draw Ewoks versus Bugs. Uh, that is an easy one for me to pick. It's going to be the Bugs because the Ewoks may hit often enough, but I don't think they do enough damage that they would ever kill the Bugs. Whereas the Bugs constantly assisting are just going to completely destroy the Ewoks. So Bugs, even though I like the Ewoks. So there's that. All right, Wink. I can't answer this that last question. I just answered Ewoks versus Bugs, but I got to ask you if you remember. What was my original big, big tip, and is it still useful today? Do you remember? It was something officer-related. I can't remember exactly what it was, though. Listen to your officers, I think. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, that's totally still useful today. If my big, big tip was listening to your guild officers, that you can never go wrong, and that tip will be useful forever. So Yeah. Especially right now in GOTB. If over the course of the last six months when nothing's been going on, you completely muted all of your, all of the, uh, you completely muted everything in all of your Discord channels, unmute it now because you're going to get tagged a lot for GOTB and they need you to do things. So go do that. Yes. I know a lot of people have muted stuff and notifications, but we need you. Get in there. Um, yep. What'd you say on Ewoks versus Bugs? I assumed it was in a fight, so I said Bugs for sure. I think Ewoks, even though they take enough, a lot of turns, aren't going to have enough damage to do to kill off the Bugs, and the Bugs, all I, the multi-assists are just going to destroy the Ewoks. Not so. to mention that the Ewoks are buff-based and... The bugs dispel every time any of them do anything, so. Yep. It's going to be uh, nasty. Yep. Granted, low grade does throw out days. But... That's true. That is true. <laughs> but I do believe there's a... Yeah, I don't know. I still think it's bugs. <laughs> All right. So, dare I ask a question? Although non-synergy teams are less and less common, there are still some good combos out there. What are some of your favorites or interesting ones that you've seen? Uh, said, I have fun with Dooku, Lead, Ventress, Acolyte, Hoda, and Nest. You know, if that team isn't exactly the one I was going to say, so I'm still going to say mine. I like Dooku, Talzin, Ventress, um, Acolyte, and Zombie. I still think that team is awesome with the... You know what the Dooku lead is, right? Once you fall below um, below 100% health, applies health healing immunity to in every... Applies healing immunity to anyone that falls below 100% health. So uh, if you put Plague on people, they go below 100% health, they get healing immunity, and unless they you know cleanse themselves, they're going to have a bad time. So I really... That team is fun to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, the... Anything that involves a Vader lead, Wampa, 
um, and dot bears is still one of my favorites. And there's so yeah. many dot bears now that it just there's so many options. Candor's Ordo with yep. you know with Vin, my Gan- like Dream Team for me. <laughs> I still love Vader, Gamgard, uh, Wampa, Candor's Ordo, and let's say Sidious or Tuscan Shaman. Those types of things are always fun to me. Granted, they don't work very well in Territory Wars or Grand Arena Championships or TB, unless it's Hoth, Darkside TB. But they are fun to play on just random energy notes. So there's that. Totally fair. Um, But we sim all those, so I guess you don't play much. (laughs) I think anything Rex lead is really good. Uh, Rex, Wampa, Hermit Yoda, and Stormtrooper Han, I think, are really good flex characters. I like them a lot. Stormtrooper Han, I have the Zeta on him, obviously, and oh, it's so much fun. Um, like against Ewoks, he, hey. he never loses protection. Cause... I just thought of another big tip. Okay. I'm going to break out another big tip for everyone. Never lose protection? <laughs> well, that's a good one, too. No, I was going to say, so for me, to if you're doing the General Kenobi uh, Grand Arena uh, quest and you haven't finished it yet a lot of them involve getting general kenobi on an undersized squad to get a win on jkr on offense i do not use i do not use kenobi with jkr i always swap out kenobi for hoda and because hoda adds all that turn meter and makes it easier for my Jedi Knight Revan team to get a win on offense against the Jedi Knight Revan for example that does have uh kenobi just things like that so i don't really use kenobi on um jedi knight revan team and a lot of times he just gets lost in the shuffle and i don't know what to do with him if you're looking for undersized wins with kenobi throw him in with wampa and and rex because you're gonna win and it will be an undersized win yeah unless you have an extra jedi team then you probably want him in there but i do not so i always throw so when i finished all my underscore underscore undersized squad wins for Kenobi on that quest. It was with Wampa and Rex. Very easy. I like it. So there you go. I feel like there's another team I'm trying to think of. That's like a weird comp, but I can't, I can't remember for sure what it is. Um, It's going to drive me crazy. I mean, Kira, that Kira team isn't necessarily a complete synergy team, right? Yeah. That's or are they all true. scoundrels? No, that's no. They're mo- no. I think they are all scoundrels, actually. Yeah, they're all scoundrels. Oh no, there's there's some interesting mechanics. Um, well, uh. You know, in characters like Ness, Hermit Yoda, Wampa, Stormtrooper Han, they fit in so many teams, you know. Um, it's, you definitely have a lot of options um, for that sort of stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm going to think about this and try to bring back a better answer next week, because uh, I, I do like that Yeah, because there, I know there are more, but I can't really think of them right now. Joker asks, when will you be gearing your Jawas for the new Geo Counter? I won't. You? 
Mine are all gear 10, so I'm going to try them at that. And if it doesn't work, then I'll, I might do it some point in the future. But I got way too many other things I'm worried about than yeah. them. All right. Uh, Glor4 asked a second question. There have been some discussions about the health of the game as some of the other content creators are expanding their game content. Is that discussion overblown, or do you feel like Swaga may be winding down? I have an answer to this because I read this question and I instantly okay. thought of the answer that I wanted to mention on here. Okay. Game changers are done. There's no more game changers, right? Correct. So I think the fact that people are moving on to other content has nothing to do with the health of the game as much as they are feel more freedom to cover other games. Now, granted, yep. you don't want to have your channel be based on one thing and that one thing goes away and suddenly you're scrambling to have something else that people like and are getting into. I think a lot of these guys are trying to just expand their content, uh, which doesn't work for everyone that watches their channels, but it'll also, the ones that leave, well, new ones will come in for the new stuff they cover. And I think that's all it is for them. I don't think it speaks to anything about the game so much as, I don't think it's on a like death knell level them people going to other games to cover them i think the when the game changes were around a lot of people were worried about you know covering things that might put them out of favor with cg and now that is not a worry so that's a really people are answer. free to do what they want and that's what they're doing now as far as the health of the game goes i do there are some parts that are kind of annoying uh like for me I have so many things to focus on. Gear 13ing my arena team is not one of them. And even before Gear 13 was a thing, the fact that my speed mods are not that great, my moving to number one in arena just completely was lost, and getting top 20 was the goal for me with yeah. my team and my speed mods. Mm -hmm. That is one thing that's really been bugging me lately, is that I used to be able to win with my team not based on speed mods with Jedi Knight Revan and just having a good mod set and offense mods and just things like that. That bugs me. Uh, and just the, the race to gear 13 for arena, that kind of stuff bugs me, but it's different. Uh, it's different priorities for different people. Like my priority is gearing up for GOTB and a lot of people's priority is gearing up their arena. So they have the crystals to gear up for GOTB. So it's just, it's little things like that, like that, that really bug me right now. But they're not—they're me. It's not the game, and they're things that like have always been there in the game, basically. So, so I don't know. I do like your answer to that question. I totally agree about the game changers. Um, you know, we're quite a bit smaller channel than uh, a lot of these guys that are you're referring to, and whenever you're talking about people with a hundred thousand subscribers who can literally make a living off of doing YouTube videos, um, it is a little bit different as far as keeping that audience and trying to move into something else where you can stay viable. Um, and, I mean, I kind of wonder about that, about the podcast. Like, say, if they announced Swoggo was going to end in two months, you know, what would we do? Because I, I, I don't... Like, I don't have a whole lot of interest in covering another game. Um, I I like what we do here, but I'm doing this because I like the, this specific game. It's not like that I'm 
that big of a video game player anyway. So it's um, we could talk football without everyone. We could being talk mad that we're talking about football. That's totally true. <laughs> yes, we could definitely. Talk we would about start football. a football podcast. That's if probably this true. Podcast yes. ended. Yep. Um, that that's fair. And you know, I think about this quite a bit as far as you know, um, you know, maybe ways to expand you know, our show and such. And, you know, I've got something that I'm working on uh, for a YouTube channel uh, that's, you know, not Star Wars related. Um, And, you know, I think it's important to kind of be aware, you know, whenever you build an audience of Knowing that they're here for that, I mean, specifically, if you're listening to the show, you're listening because of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Most people listening probably aren't going to have a ton of interest if we move to a different topic. There will be some of you that would be interested in that, but most of you probably wouldn't be. And so I totally get what the other content creators are doing. It makes sense. It's the smart thing to do it's the financially logical thing to do um but whenever people talk about swaga ending winding down whatever i don't see that in the near future um i think we're i mean at least a year and a half away from this being a concern um i think the biggest like looking ahead thing that i find uh troubling is the fact that after this movie in december we don't know when the next movie is yes. and that is kind of rough That's but we're also getting mandalorian in november mm-hmm. and there's also a, a vast universe to this game that's unexplored as far as characters go and they literally have a, just a massive amount of characters they can pull from a lot of them are unknown but i mean if we if we ever get to the point where they're adding characters that I want in the game, like Ponda Baba and Dr. Evison, I'd be okay with that. Especially if we do finally get a date for the next movie and we're working towards that while covering all the content that's been in the past that we've just kind of skipped over as new content came out. So yeah. I don't I'm with you. I don't see the health of this game going down unless they just finally get to the point where they're they've pissed off everyone so badly that the game just stops. Which could happen. So it can happen. I mean, we've seen things happen that have really irked people and they've quit, but not to the point, not a, not to a catastrophic point. Right. Yeah. It can happen, but you know, who knows? Cool. So, um, all right. Torn asked question and 26 rogue, uh, one wanted to know as well. Do you think JC will ever be replaced? Or do you think JC will ever replace Squad Arena in terms of importance? No. And here's why. They would... grander. Let's say, you know, 500 crystals for number one. Top 20 is 200 crystals. So even if you were top 20 every day and you were getting those crystals, if you added up those crystals over five weeks... That is what you would need as far as crystal-wise in Grand Arena to make Grand Arena more important than Squad Arena. That's from a Because that is why Squad Arena is so important right now. What's up? That's from a crystal perspective. 
I agree with your From Chris's point. perspective, for sure. And that is why right now Squad Arena is the most important for people, mm-hmm. is crystals. So unless the crystal thing changed, I don't see why Grand Arena would ever take it over. Um, because I think that there are a ton of people that aren't finishing, say, top 10 or top 20 in Arena. But the Grand Arena... Just the wide variety of rewards it gives and the fact that it's a lot of gear 12-ish type stuff to further build the top end of your roster. Um, I could totally see it uh, becoming more important. Um, but I, I think see, I don't I've, think I've it will to... for people that are able to finish top five every day in Arena. I've come to the realization that I now understand why they made gear 12 finishers farmable. And that is because at least in grand arena championships, even the amount of the amount of currency you get for the amount of gear 12 finishers you can buy is very low. And so if they didn't weren't farmable, you wouldn't be getting those things. People to gear 12 nearly as fast as they should be. Yeah. So that's why I don't see Grand Arena Championships as that big of a deal as far as Gear 12 finishers go. Yeah, sure, it helps, and it is a good a good way to speed it up a bit, but it is not the end-all, be-all as far as Gear 12 finishers go because of the fact that you don't get even the currency you do get when you do buy it, you don't get a ton of salvage for it. So, I don't know. I just don't see it ever being as important especially yeah. if they make gear 12 finishers buy or purchasable which will happen in like three or four months probably yeah so yeah i just i don't know and another thing i don't want to mention grande said something in chat that uh made a lot of sense too grand, grand arena championships don't open till you're level 85 oh yeah and arena opens when you're 28 so all right off the bat it's already a a main focus for you know most of the levels you've played until you can even unlock it makes sense yep um let's do a few more and then maybe save the rest for next week sounds good but um what would you change in the game if you could What would I change in the game if I could? Um, I, I, I just, I was going to say taking speed off of mods completely, but I just think it would get boring if everyone was the same speed. And everything would boil down to gear at that point. Because you can still outspeed someone with good mods that's better geared. At this point, I think um, I would give every character in the game like 200 speed. <laughs> and then make it all based on mods? Uh, n- no, I mean, it would make speed so much less relevant than it is now. So I would think it would do the opposite because if everyone had the same speed, everything would depend on mods as far as speeds went. 
so rather than say being 150 speed, your base speed would be say 350. Um, and it sounds like, you know, because most speed that you get is based on a flat number versus like a set bonus that gives a percentage. And that would make one, the sacrifice of giving up something to gain more speed with a speed set bonus it would make that more valuable. Which means, um, you know, you're giving up... I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Um, it would make it more valuable in the amount that you're getting in relation to the flat secondary speeds that you're getting off your mods. But the percentage of total speed that you're gaining, like think about it from a turn meter perspective would be much less. So right. there, right. it's like, um, you know, law of diminishing returns, basically. Um, you know, if you give a thousand to everybody, you still have the same gap between everyone, but percentage wise, the gap between everyone becomes very minuscule. And yeah, um, so you would still have things like turn order and stuff like that, but it would be mitigated by, um, you know, it would be mitigated by the, uh, the speed down would be more important. Speed up would be more important. Yeah, probably. Um, but also, I mean, every other set bonus would get more important. Um, your offense right. set bonuses, health set bonuses, all of that would become much, much more important because um, the number of turns you're taking per enemy turn gets closer to a one-to-one -one ratio, which is the problem with speed. When you're going at a two-to-one ratio of your enemy, you have a pretty big advantage versus if it's like, you know, 1.05 to 1 of your enemy or whatever, so... Gotcha. I'm 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 seeing what you're saying now. So, two more questions from Most Def. Uh, first one goes to you, Wink. When will Wink watch the Clone Wars? Whenever I have a way to watch it. I was about to say it's not on Netflix anymore, so I'd say the earliest. Um, if you're buying it, and I assume you are, to watch Mandalore at least. Or Mandalorian mm -hmm. is Disney Plus because I can. I'm assuming the Clone Wars. Oh, jeez. The Clone Wars cartoon will be on Disney Plus. All of it, I yeah. assume. So I'll probably go back and watch it then, especially since I think I'm 100% positive the last season of Clone Wars is going to be on Disney Plus as well. So there is that. I'll probably have to and, order it. So. I just got Netflix. Um, had to re-up the Netflix. So um, this is actually the first time I've ever paid for Netflix. So, um, And after this week, I'm probably about to kick DirecTV to the curb. So I'm going to need another solution. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, six, six... Ships, six Sith ships, six Sith ships, six Sith ships, six six ships. The answer to that wow, question that was... would be no. <laughs> <laughs> the question was, can GMP say six sixth 
Six Sith ships five times fast. All right. Let me let, no. let me give this a shot. No. Oh, if you can do it, I'll... Six Sith ships... Nope, can't do it. Six Sith ships, six Sith <laughs> ships, six Sith ships, six Sith ships, six Sith ships. Got kind of sloppy at the end, but I I'll get give it to sloppy, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mouth's dry. Very difficult. Um, mine's too. Mine, mine's filled with sangria, so that's why it wasn't working for me. Under understand why stuff can be a little dry. Um, all right, let's do two more questions. We'll all right, Tesh and Hambone, and then head off to Trivia Land. Um, Sounds good. Tesh asks, "Is it Cryotech or Chirotech?" Hint, think Kylo, and then think not Kylo. Also, who's more important for the TB, Geos or droids? Ooh. Um, I feel like this is pretty easy. I think, uh, well, um, I do believe that the actual answer is, actually, I'm not sure which one it is. I it's, was thinking it's Chirotech. I'm pretty positive. K Y R O. That's Chirotech. That's what I thought. Um, because I think I put Cryotech in the gear guide, and somebody. I think like, for the longest time right? we were both calling it Cryotech. Yes, but it is Chirotech, I believe. Um. All right. So as for Geo Droids, I don't think it's close. I think it's Geos. Um. What do you think? They get to watch Tambor. Yep. That's the and, and I think how, he's gonna be many, huge for being able to get more stars in that thing. And there's only what one droid special mission. There's at least two geo special missions. And then they also have the ship special mission. Well it depends. There's the 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 newtly the droids. There is the special mission in phase wherever that phase is. Well, there's a mission today that's all yes. you can only use droids, but it's not a special mission, it's a combat mission. Um, but you do need all of them to do it. But I yes. think the fact that the Ackley mission, the Watt Tambor mission, as well as the mission with mm -hmm. that requires Geo ships, you're looking at Geos before, uh, before yep. the droids. And the other part to that is most people have the Geos. So it's it's nice that they would be the more important faction. Totally agree. Um, yeah, yeah, they're they're fantastic. All right, all right. Last question: best free to play character in the game. Hmm. What do you think the definition of free to play is? I don't know because to me, the only ones that aren't free to play right now are Shakti. Malik and you know a couple others. No, that's it. That can't be farmed right now, isn't it? Shakti and Malik. Yeah. And then any legendary you missed out on. So I guess we can throw out legendaries. Um. I don't know. Yeah. Fair. Okay. But as far as best free to play character, I don't know. I don't know. Let's... I'm tempted to say Han. I'm I'm gonna go with characters that if you play for a year, no matter how you play, you're guaranteed to have 
That's how I'm going to think about this. And I have unlocked or something. Or... Either. Cause... Okay, good. Then I'll still stick with my answer. Um, and I'll say, I'll say Han because he's ridiculously good. He can be used to solo so many different raids. I mean, he is part of a heroic AT solo team. He is part of the Rancor solo team. He can do pretty good damage in the Heroics of Triumphant raid. He can... <laughs> There's somebody in my arena in the top 10 running like a Treya team with Han in it. And... Or is it... It's either a Treya or Darth Malak. I can't remember. With Han in it, it's really good. Um, I lost to it earlier. Um, <laughs> it was just weird. I mean, he's such a plug-and-play character... He has an amazing kit. He has the opening attack that's a guaranteed stun. Just so much there. He's such a plug-and-play character. Um, and fairly easy to gear, guaranteed to get. And the worst paywall character, I don't think it's close. It's got to be Malak. Yeah, I don't even think there's there's any question that it's Malak. Not even a debate. Um I'm going to give three answers for best free-to-play character, and I I would love to see this in the poll next week to see which of the three people would pick of my three options. But option one, I'm going to say Wampa. PvP-wise, he's good. Heroic AT, he's good. That's and he can even be thrown into, the, into a pit raid uh, solo team. He doesn't have a lot of use in Heroic Sith, so that doesn't really help. But uh, he's got a lot of uses. Nest is another one, but she she falls real short in the raid category. But yes. PvP wise, she is great. And then the last one of the three I'm going to mention is Thrawn, because I just think Thrawn is ridiculous in all aspects of everything. So he's he's the ultimate plug and play character for everything. Totally agree. So um, I want to change this last question just a little bit and re ask it. Who is the worst paywall character that has ever been in Swaga at any point? Does that change the answer? Yes. I mean... Yes. I still feel like immediately after the paywall of Darth Revan that Malak's paywall... The fact that he was that close to Darth Revan made him the worst. Okay, here's my argument. There are two characters that were borderline unbeatable for a long time. Very, very long time. When basically the only game mode was Grand Arena and Galactic War. Two you gotta say Rex, because I would agree with that. Rex is one. Borderline unbeatable because when there weren't a whole lot of characters, there wasn't really a counter. You mm -hmm. you basically just put all your best characters under Rex lead. It was terrible, and you could only get them from Chromiums. There was basically no way to get them without paying them or Rhodiums or whatever they were. And then the other one, you got the same way as Rex. Do you know who it is? Sunfuck. No. No? Sunpok was really annoying back then. I'll give you a hint. Wedge. 
That's she, easy. She's not as good now as she was. What? Then. It's not Wedge? No. Because Wedge was pretty pretty bad. He was a rhodium too. Do do you remember when Leia had the issue where she oh, triple tapped every time? Every time? Every yeah, time? And she was only a chromium character. Oh my god. That was god. nasty. Like if you if you saw Princess Leia, and that was also back when you couldn't scope out your opponent's arena team. It was basically if you went into an arena battle and you saw Princess Leia, you hit retreat because you knew that shit wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. It's eesh. and even back then before they fixed the stealth thing with her so that she was always stealthed. If that was in there back then, that would have been even worse. Yes. It would just nasty. Uh-huh. Yeah, Leia was terrible. I remember when she got added to the arena store and everyone went nuts. It's like it, instantly everyone started farming Leia and instantly oh, yeah. like you just start start popping up in everyone's arena team. Yep. No, she was freaking brutal. So, <laughs> I I actually think at the time, I think both of those uh Paywall characters were much worse than Malik is now. Yeah, I can. I don't know. I don't know if I completely agree, but I do definitely think they're on par as far as Arena went. Yeah, I think the so. difference is there's counters to Malik's. You can get around Malik. You couldn't get around Rex really, and you couldn't really get around Leia. No. All gotcha. right. Well, we got one more thing to do, and it is going to be uh, this. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the Force be with you. All right, everyone, we're doing Shattered Order Trivia again this week. This week, the theme is Gear 13. So if you were with us last week when we were here with Grande, we talked a lot about Gear 13. We talked a lot about the stats on Gear 13. So let's see how much we remember. Uh, Tesh Karn, thank you again for putting this together for us. Uh, this should be fun. So if you're playing along with us on quizis.com or the quizzes app, I'm about to give you the code. All you got to do is put it in. Uh, once you hit join, you'll be playing live with everyone else. If you're not playing live on the live stream, put this in at any point during the week and you can play this, uh, this trivia question or this trivia game as well. Pause the podcast, go play trivia, come back, see how we did, see how we compared to you. And, uh, It'll be a lot of fun. If like not, it. play in your car. Play in your car along with us. Uh, we'll give you the answers. You not can see if driving. you're right or wrong. Yeah. Well, if you're playing in your head, listening to okay. us give you the that's, questions. Okay. That's if fine. you're playing on your phone while driving, don't do that. Yes. All right. So uh, the code is 697-182. Again, the code is 697 697- one eight two. So go ahead and throw that into your app onto your website and hit join, and you should link up with us in the uh, the trivia for this week. Cool. All 
All right, I'm ready if you are. I am ready. Let's do this. All right, one more thing before I press start. I wanted to say shout out to everyone that took the quiz last week. Oh, yes. 78%. Most, the average for the quiz was 78%, which appears to be one of the highest That's ever good. for trivia. So good job to everyone out there that played. And that means people have been focusing on that territory battle. Getting to know. Yeah, you all are getting ready. Trying to do your best. Yeah. All right, question one. Here we go. What stat is not adjusted by any gear 12 finishers? Armor penetration, agility, evasion, or speed? I have my answer. I have an I have an answer. I don't know if it's right. I know mine's right. All right, I picked evasion, which was correct. That is what I selected as well. All right, that's good to know. Heading into question two out of seven, what is the most separate stats that one gear 12 finisher increases? 11, seven, eight, or six? Ah, I did not get that one right. Oh, damn, I picked eight. That's the what I picked was as well. 11. That's 11 crazy. stats on one piece. That's crazy. Yeah, that's... I wonder who that is. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll have to ask Tesh. Who was that? That's crazy. All right. Next question. Of all the characters, who gains the most physical offense with their gear 12 finisher? Sith Marauder, Colonel Stark, Jedi Consular, or Candorous Ordo? I know the answer to this one. Really? I do. So do I. It was Candorous Ordo, followed directly by Magma Trooper. Ah, we talked about that last week. Alright, CLS's Gear 12 finisher gains the most potency in the game at how much? 30%, 20%, 40%, or 50%? This week's trivia should have been, what did you learn last week? <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I thought I knew the answer, but it wasn't an answer here, so now I'm, I think I have an answer. I have an answer. All right, I picked 30%. Me too. Which was the answer. Very nice. All right, so next question. Question five out of seven. The most common tenacity increase with a gear 12 finisher is 20%, 0%, 10%, or 5%. I have no idea on this one, so we'll see. Whew, I got it right. All right, I... Got it wrong. I picked 10%. The answer was 0%. Zero. Yeah. Alright, question 6 out of 7. One character does not gain the 8 speed that all others do with his or her slash its gear 12 finisher. Thank goodness. Who is it? L3, Zalbar, IPD, or Droid Eka? I did not know this. That is crazy. Oh, I think I know who it is. I know who it is as well. I got it right. All right. I picked Droideka because Droideka you want slow, so yep. the thank goodness gave that away for me. Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, that was who I thought before I saw the thank goodness the part, just because <laughs> why wouldn't you give a character more speed? The only character you wouldn't want to have more speed is a character that benefits from not having speed. And exactly. That's basically a Droideka. Last question. Right, question seven. 
Which type of Gear 12 finisher is the most popular? Ionic, injector heads, WTF is this thing, <laughs> plasma, injector cells, bullets, fusion, injector handles, hose nozzles, or they're all the same, more or less. I have a guess. I have a guess as well. And I'm wrong. <laughs> I picked Ionic, because I feel like I see Ionic a lot. That's what I picked as well. But the answer was, they're all the same, more or less. So, we are now at the point where we review our two scores. I got four out of seven. What did you get? I got five out of seven. Oh, man. Best okay, of you, well, congratulations, just by a friend. I'm real happy for you. Aw, so sweet. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, thanks again for everyone for listening. We will continue slogging on through question and answer next week. Uh, we appreciate all your questions. Uh, your question and answer is one of my favorite episodes. It's really fun to uh, see what you guys want to know, and it's just, it's just. Quick fire, random questions that don't all, not a single topic. We cover lots of topics and that makes it a lot of fun. So thanks for submitting your questions and we'll get to the rest of them next week. Uh, yeah. Enjoy phase four tomorrow or Heck now, yeah. I should say. Enjoy those rewards. Yeah. Enjoy those rewards. Let's see. Hopefully we all get good stuff. So nope. there's that. Um, yeah. You got anything else, man? Nope. That's pretty much it. All right, well, if you want to hang out with us all week long until the next podcast, discord.me slash shattered order, you have uh, feedback for the podcast, which we got a few little bit this week. Uh, go to theshatteredorder.com. There's a feedback section on there, or you can email us at theshatteredorder at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, you can go to go to patreon.com slash shattered order. Lots of options there for you, depending on how awesome you feel. And also, if you have a Prime subscription on Amazon, you get a Twitch Prime subscription on Twitch for free. We would feel very grateful if you use that on us. Uh, we do for all of our Twitch, uh, Twitch Prime subscribers, as well as our Patreons. So thank you to all of you that support this show. Um, Last thing, I want to thank Blue Microphones. They've provided us with awesome stuff to keep this podcast going. They provide great products. If you don't know about them, go to their website. Check it out. If you find something you like, if you want to buy something, you can get a fifth off your price, 20%, if you use SOPod at your checkout. So go check that out. Thanks again to Blue for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, and as far as that about, goes, I think that's it for this week. One thing about Blue, they're going to have something this pretty cool here before too long that I'm going to want to discuss. It's going to be on their hmm. site. Hmm. I like what you're saying, and I know what you're talking about. So keep an eye on the Blue space because they got some good stuff coming out. So Indeed. with that said... Thank you all for hanging out with us, and we will see you on episode 158 next week. Goodbye. Later.